Jesse Jackson, how are you? It's Terry Smith from Music Talks in the UK. Just calling in to send my heartfelt congratulations on reaching a thousand episodes of Settlers in Bruce. Podcasting has been an unexpected joy for me, and frankly, it's one of the best things I've ever done. As I never tire of telling people, I would never have done this if it wasn't for your inspiration, your support, and your encouragement, for which I will always be eternally grateful. Music Talks will hit its fifth anniversary in June next year, and that will be my hundredth episode. The fact that I'm calling to say congrats on a thousand episodes just beggars belief, particularly when you bear in mind that you actually have a full-time job and a family and you've had some serious medical challenges to deal with in recent years. It's just the most amazing achievement. And I would say I don't know how you do it, but actually I think I do. And it's sheer hard work and determination. The fact that you drove home, I think it was from the Dallas gig, and then in the early hours of the morning did a brilliant review of the show on YouTube, which was a delight for me and so many other people. I think that just says it all. But, you know, quantity is one thing, but you also do quality. Have I listened to all a thousand episodes? No, but I've listened to a fair few. And this is where I think there's a connection with our great hero, because... At every Bruce show, at some point, I will turn to Laura and I will say, he's not dialing it in, is he? You know, he's not just going through the motions. And I've never heard you dial an episode in, Jesse. And uh, that, I think, is uh, is a fantastic achievement. So congrats on the 1,000 episodes. I look forward to celebrating 2,000, but I do hope that you get there a little slower. And I say that for two reasons. One, I'd like you to look after yourself. Two, it would make the rest of us feel just that little bit better. Anyway, you enjoy this milestone, my friend, and look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care. It was called Video Show. That was the name of the of the TV show, okay? And uh, among other things, he showed some mu- music videos. And I remember he showed the video of Dancing in the Dark. That's the first time I saw Bruce. I remember exactly where I was. We had this bedroom that we use as sort of like a home office right next to the living room. And those, old, I mean, at the time they weren't probably weren't that old. Those old TV sets, remember though they had this huge back and they were kind of like curvy on the, on the front. And that was it. And I remember looking and thinking, Oh, but this looks so cool because they pretended they're in a concert, you know. I, I I think it was like 10 or 11. And to me, it was like really different uh, from the really few videos we've saw before in our lives. And I, I think that that was it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, fresh from my Bruce vacation, fresh from my COVID outbreak, but I am back in front of the mic, ready to talk to more Bruce Springsteen fans. And tonight, I have Yetta, Brazilian by birth, American by choice. I love that description. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Jesse. I am thrilled to be here, you know, talking to you. I've been waiting. Uh, I had that in my mind that I wanted to talk to you, but I was like, oh, maybe they don't want to hear from me. But then two people pushed me into doing it. Uh, One was Donna from Bruce Funds that we all, you know, we all know so well, you know, I have been talking to her about you know, some experiences I had, you know, like uh, my perspective that could be good because I wasn't born here. I mean, you can hear it in the accent, of course, but I've been, but although I've been here for, for 
more than half my life. I wasn't born here. So that's a different perspective from uh, when you first start listening to music that's not in your native language and how you come to discover those artists and uh, and so on. Uh, and to also how we experience that in shows, not only overseas, but over here. And also was uh, a lady that worked at the Bruce Archives when we went to, for the for the greetings 50th anniversary uh, celebration. I was talking to her and she was like, no, you have to talk about that. You Is know, like, was it Elaine? Uh, I think I think so. Yeah, I, th I think there was. A, yeah, she goes like, no, you have to talk about that. We are so spoiled over here. We don't even realize, you know, you didn't get to uh access to that much music over there you know like and i was like you know what yeah maybe i should well and you did join me when we did the round table about the tickets i remember correctly and, yes and you it's you reminded me you said hey by the way well i just want to tell you and, and um i'm always careful how i say this um and, and I don't want this to seem unkind. It is very easy for me to find um, people like me, old white guys joining me talking about Bruce. And get me wrong, I'm an old white guy. I love old white guys. I want them to keep coming. But Bruce's fan base is so much more diverse. And so in the beginning of 2022, I specifically tried to get, I wanted to get more um, you know, either gender neutral or people who identify as female, people of different minorities, of different ages, of, you know, to, to share, to share, because there are, you know, 19-year-old females that have never seen Bruce live that are huge fans, you know, exactly. so, um, so yes, I am thrilled you're here. I'm glad they talked to you. Donna is my Bruce Spring sister. I adore her. She is, she truly is an angel. She does so much for everyone. So I'm glad they convinced you to uh, join me. So welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. All right, so let's start at the beginning. Okay. You were born in Brazilian, Brazil. Where did you grow up? Or, or talk about what kind of music did you listen to as a child? And then we'll talk about you moving to the U.S. But growing up, I take it you're in Brazil? Yes, I was born in Rio, which is today's Rio's uh, 458th anniversary. It's oh. the anniversary of the city. Yeah. Very uh, nice. Yeah. So happy anniversary to my hometown. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I was born there. I grew up there until I was uh, a few months short of 24 um so uh I grew up in a household that what my parents were you know separated when I was very little so I grew up with my mom and some great aunts on my father's side okay. so I I grew up listening to a lot of Brazilian music uh popular Brazilian music and a lot of opera oh okay I, I was little and I could tell you if it was Verdi playing if it was uh, whatever rigoletto if it was whatever else not that i liked it <laughs> but i could tell okay uh and one of them she was actually a diplomat in switzerland and so even though we weren't wealthy by no means uh whenever this uh aunt lived in switzerland in geneva she came to visit, she would bring a lot of, you know, European stuff, you know, like from treats like chocolate and, you know, like all whatever other things, you know, older people, because I was little, I was a child, like old people, right? Like to eat, to toys. I had toys from all over the world because she was there in Europe. So she used to travel, you know, easily. So I grew up, uh, I had toys from Disney World when I was little because she was to travel here. She traveled like all over the world. So uh, that was great for me for several reasons. First, because it gave me, uh, it was very cool. I mean, among your friends, like you're the only one with all that, right? Yeah. Of course. And it also gives you a broader worldview ever since you're little. You realize the world is much bigger than just that neighborhood that city and that country 
and also she started teaching me languages because she spoke French because in Geneva they do. She also spoke a little bit of English. So even before I started learning English, I started learning some French. So I guess it kind of began my love affair with languages right there. Okay. So uh, when I started learning, uh, listening to Brazilian uh, popular music, I the things I liked most was the rock part of it. So because, uh, so ever since I, uh, you know, you turn on the radio every now and then, of course, they play you know, American music or British music. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this better. <laughs> but yeah. of course, as a little kid, you don't understand yet because, you know, it's in a foreign language. But I could, I could, I understood that I liked, you know, I like the rhythm. You know, I like how it sounds, you know, how it made me feel, you know. Right. So... I started bugging people left and right and until they put me in uh, private English uh, classes and uh, and I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I kept going, kept going, kept going. And music has always been something that I really enjoyed a lot. That it, I think it's in me. It's I believe it's either in you or it isn't, right? right. Yeah. So uh I would, I remember I would, um, you know, back then, you know, like we, we have the cassette tapes, right? Right. And you record something from the radio, you know? Yeah. So um, what helped me a lot to learn uh, the language was that I would record the music, uh, the songs that I liked, and I would, it would be a painstaking process. But for me, it was actually fun because I liked the songs. And I will write down the lyrics and the words I didn't know yet. I will write down how they sounded to me in Portuguese. And whenever I had the the, uh, the English class, I would sound it out to my teacher. You know, like however, you know, the best way I could until right. she could figure it out what word I was saying. So I could fill out the blanks on those lyrics. You know, and I had whole notebooks full of song lyrics that I filled out myself just by listening. That is wonderful. Uh, and so do you do you think that early having to work so hard to get that helped feed your love of music and your love of language? I do, I do. And it helped me a lot to learn the language too. Yeah. You know, it helped me a lot with with the listening part as well. Because it is hard work, let me tell you. When you sure. when you're learning a, 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 another language, just to go like what is it throw? Is it through? Is it true? Is it it is hard. It is hard. And uh and when I and I'm a Taurus, I'm a stubborn. You know, okay. if I like something, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to get this done. Oh, yeah, I, that is no way this is not going to get done, you know. So I would just go until I had it. Do you, you, you talked about how much you love language, Yetta. Do you think you have an ear for it? I'm, no? I think I do, you know. Okay. I'm, uh, um, I also speak French. Okay. You know, I studied French. I did a year and a half of Italian, which, uh, I mean, I don't, I cannot say speak anymore, but I can read. Okay. You know, uh, I can understand if people are talking, you know, uh, but I cannot, I cannot speak okay. anymore, but I'm pretty sure I could pick up again and I can, I can, I can speak Spanish too. So it was, I guess that's my, that's my thing, you know. Uh, My thing is not math or physics, okay. Okay. you know, but maybe it's languages and, okay. you know, like music too. So, yeah, each one has, each person has their own talent, has their, has their, has their own thing, right? Yes. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. So what came first, you moving to the U.S. or discovering Bruce? Bruce came first. Okay, tell me that story. I remember. Okay. We had this, um, okay, a little background. Back then in Brazil, like in the, uh, we lived in a military dictatorship until early 1985, okay? Far right. Think of the, of Trump on steroids, but but the military okay that's what we had it was not no communism or socialism nothing like that right. until early 1985 so things reached us later okay so born in the usa album came out in 84 i don't think i heard that song until the following year okay okay so it, it had a, a lag you know that was some, you know, you come out here, you come out in Europe and, and you know, okay. you reach us. Okay. So there was this, um, we didn't have MTV or anything like that there. There was no cable. Right. Okay. So we had this one, um, like variety show on Saturday afternoon. I think it was like a one hour show. It was called Video Show. That was the name of the of the TV show, okay? And uh, among other things, he showed some mu music videos. And I remember he showed the video of Dancing in the Dark. That's the first time I saw Bruce. I remember exactly where I was. We had this uh, bedroom that we used as sort of like a home office right next to the living room. And those old, I mean, at the time, they weren't probably weren't old, that old. Those old TV sets, remember, though, they had this huge back and they were kind of like curvy on the on the front. And that was it. And I remember looking and thinking, oh, but this looks so cool because they pretended they're in a concert. You know, I, I, I think it was like 10 or 11. And to me, it was like really, you know, different, you know. Uh, from the really few videos we've saw before in our lives, you know, and I I think that that was it. But at the same time, you know, to us, all these artists, you know, uh, regardless if they were singers or actors, they were so far removed from our lives. That's something I would like everyone to understand that they might as well just just they all just be um um movie stars really they might as uh just well just be like a, a movie uh, uh they might just well be pretending you know to be something because not even in a wildest dreams uh any of us uh, me or my or my friends could ever imagine that you know any of them would ever 
go over there and play and we our parents would ever let us go and see them right you know let alone us traveling to another country and go see them yeah you know like that was like yeah sure uh-huh you know and it's not the same thing but it i grew up in a very small town in louisiana my dad moved around a lot but then once he retired from the army and my mom and dad divorced you know i lived in this small town that was three hours from Houston, four hours from New Orleans. And the idea that was that was forever. The idea of driving only three hours to a show in Houston. Oh, my goodness. That's that's impossible. Yeah. So I can only imagine to to go to another country. Oh, no, this is impossible. Exactly. No, completely yeah. completely completely impossible like by the time we start having like the first international artists coming to brazil after that i think tina turner went there in 87 and it was like "Ah, can i go but i was 12 or 13 my mother was like are you insane you know like (laughs) right like no bruce when i think it was in 88 can i go another yeah you yeah, know sure. you know how you know how it went until yes. like i started bugging 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 for and we had like this big music festival in um january 91 and then i finally went to see some some acts there and then after that i was like okay now that i found my way in right from now on forget about it every yeah. time i'm going i'm gonna be in you know but before that yeah. No, there, you know, there, it, I, I, I love that. How about, okay, you've seen Bruce on the video show that only happens once a week. Exactly. Um, it, do you, you know, do you, you know, it isn't as simple and I'm going to sound like an old guy, right? You don't go to the internet and you do a Google search, right? I mean, you like, what, what was the next step? You, you saw this oh, concert. Yes. You saw that. What did you do next? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something important. Yeah. That I think I, uh, I talked to Elaine about it. At that time, there was absolutely no way to get like old records right. over there. Like, let's say an artist put out an, a record. So you get that record like once it comes out, but there's no such thing as, oh, I think, oh, I don't have the Beatles uh, white album. Let me go to, I don't know, Tower Records and get it. There's no such thing. Right. There was no such thing. That was not going to happen. Right. Okay. If you didn't get it when it came out in God knows when, you're not going to get it that. When I was a teenager, no such thing. Yeah. So there was absolutely no way I could ever get anything, you know, past that, you know, uh, anything older, you know. So uh, I remember at some some point, I was able to get the One Greatest Hits album that came out, but we couldn't really find anything much about him yeah it was hard to get anything um anything much if uh even a neighbor of mine who i used to borrow uh vinyls all the time because he he moonlighted as a dj okay and he was much older than me so uh his mother let me borrow his his vinyls uh he didn't have bruce you know because as a dj you know you more like yeah yeah but but he didn't have bruce so i was borrowing whatever i could pretty much whatever he had right you know so you know and older stuff you know from rock and roll but he didn't have bruce so i was pretty much out you know like the first time i actually was able to buy anything else from him was in 95 which was the first time i came to the u.s to visit I had a cousin who was living here in New York, and um, and I was here for two weeks only uh, okay. to visit, you know, like, uh, you know, get to know New York City and so on. And I was walking down. Um, she lived in the East Village. 
and I was walking down, and then uh, I stumbled upon Tower Records on Broadway and West Fourth. You know, doesn't exist anymore, of course, unfortunately. Right. And it was like the skies have parted. You know, like the angels were singing, oh! and I was like, "Oh my God, what is this?" You know, and right. and then they had like a. Um, what is that like uh, an annex there when you can buy like used CDs and so on we were even cheaper and it was like oh my god you know like yeah. I I think I bought like at that back in 95 I think I bought like 500 bucks worth wow. of worth. I bought it I, I I went there it was like Beatles Bruce Stone but it's still you know like ev everything yeah. I could find Elton John the, yeah. the, in excess the everything i could find put my hands on like the moment i got back to rio it was like my friends were like like oh so i want to stop by we're like no you guys want to stop by here you so, know right like other people may um you know spend money on other souvenirs or to go to broadway shows or to do clothes shopping you you found your universe instead of an old parked car right in that record store it was like this is i have i have found heaven and i am going to get everything did i can only imagine did your mom just have a fit when you got home <laughs> and you unzipped your suitcase and like what have you done yetta uh, she was like did you buy anything else i was like <laughs> I bought some books too. <laughs> it was it was literally. I, I went to this trend when I figured out this trend had books, you know, for cheaper too. Yeah. It was like books, right. you know, and CDs. That's how much of a nerd I am, you know. Like yeah. it was like music and books. I was like, I don't need anything else. I don't care about clothes or yeah. you know or anything else. I'm like, that's all I need, you know. So a few years ago. I had Kate from Russia on the podcast and she talked about that, that growing up in the Soviet Union, that that music was just so rare that people didn't understand. Right. And so yeah. I, I and I imagine, right, you, as you're talking to your friends, like, no, 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 you, you know come on over we're 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 doing a listening we're going to listen to these and then just enjoy that that must have been amazing oh it, it was like like i had a few a few people over and they were like oh, you have this you have this it was like oh can i borrow this i was like all right, all right. i i literally started like putting my name on my c on, on every cds because i figured it out that's the only way I'm gonna get them back is right. when I start going to your place and then go, Oh, this is this one's mine, give it back. Yes, exactly. this one is mine, yes. give it back. So I yeah, so I know. Yeah. Because yeah, because everybody started borrowing because they were like, Oh, this one, this one, oh my god, you have this one too. We're like, yeah, I have it all now, bitches. Oh sorry. That's right. No, no, that's okay. I can't I swear. I, 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 I okay. swore I was I was not gonna swear. Oh no, your... I love so... that line and I, yeah. I exactly like hey, I've got this. I that got it hilarious. all. That is wonderful. Yes. Um so you when did you decide? Well, first off, did you when did you get a calling to be a translator? You talked about that you had an ear for languages, you you found a music, a love of music and language. What did you know that's what you wanted to do for a living? Or how did that come across? Uh no. Uh it's funny because uh I had already uh tutored uh okay. languages uh uh in Bru back in Brazil and I knew I could do it. I knew I was I was, I was good at it and so on. But the translation thing came later. It was a uh, it was a time in my life here when I was feeling kind of lost. Okay, you know, we know when you're just doing something, then you know, like I can do so much more with that. But 
uh, I was uh, I was getting married and I was waiting for my green card and you right. know, I you know when you're feeling like it's I just need to be doing something with my mind because what what the job that I was doing you know it was nice and so on and I can't I can't uh, I can't complain but uh, it wasn't fulfilling my mind. You know, and uh, a couple of friends of mine from college were here on vacation. And then uh, I was talking to them and they were like, uh, didn't you start some translation stuff a few years, a couple of years ago? Why did you stop that? You know, you yeah. can't stop that. You have to go back. Mm -hmm. And I figured out, you know what? They write. I can't just you know, abandon something I, I, I had I had started and I was doing well. I can't, you know. Right. Then I decided to take another look at it and uh, it went really well. And I, you know, I I found, I finally found a specialization I, will, I liked in that field. Mm -hmm. And um, I graduated and I haven't stopped since. Okay. What brought you to the U.S.? Uh, a bunch of things. Uh, my great aunts that helped uh, raise me with my mom, they had passed away. They were very, very old at that time, you know, like, and the last of them had passed away. I wouldn't have come here if they, I would have waited, you know, because um, I, I couldn't bear the thought of being away. If they, you know, if they still, if they were still alive and they still need care and so on. So the last of them had passed away. So I figured that I had turned the page on that part of my life. I could move on. Um, and I've always had the uh, Rio had become uh, a difficult city to live in. You know, it's uh, the crime situation there. Uh, I've been mugged more times than I can count. I'm not going to say that's going to be the case for everyone that's going to go there, visit, and that hasn't happened, knock on wood, in all those times that I have gone back there to visit. But uh, growing up there, yeah, it, 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 everything from the time I was nine years old to the time I was... 22 23 uh, almost 23 it happened a lot mm. it, it it left a hard a, a, a painful mark in me you know uh i had a gun pointed at my head twice oh, no. it's yeah uh, it's uh it's it's hard to go to get over that hey everyone jesse here kind of warning you yet and i got a little political from this point on so if you don't want to hear politics, I respect that. Uh, you may want to skip ahead about 10 minutes. And if you don't want to talk about this, you don't have to, but and I don't want to get too serious, but you talked a little bit about you grew up in a regime that is legitimately scary. Yes. That this is. And so being here and seeing what the U.S. is going through Hmm. And, and like I said, if you guys don't want to hear this, we'll skip ahead five minutes. But I'd like you, from your perspective, from someone who's came from, you know, what do you see and what does does this scare you as much as it scares me? It does scare me, especially from a perspective of someone who grew up in that kind of uh regime yeah it does if yeah. people are, i believe if people aren't scared they aren't paying attention okay. like they say yeah yeah especially from our perspective or uh, from our perspective because we've seen what can happen yeah you know yeah it is it is when uh when uh he who must not be named yeah won the election uh uh I know things were going to go downhill and if people weren't worried about it, it's because the status quo was in going for them and they didn't care. So, yeah, 
And but what, that's very scary, you know, yeah. uh, with the all this uh, extremism going on. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's awful. It's like people haven't learned with history. I mean, the same going on is still going on in uh, in Brazil because even though uh, the devil down there lost the election, thank God, you know, his followers are still doing things left and right. So people didn't learn history. And, and what's what scares me, and we'll get back to Bruce in a minute, but it 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 seems over the past three or four or six years that somehow society has given people to say out loud their worst thoughts. Exactly. And, you know, that that things that you would not have said before, maybe in the privacy of your home, now they just blast it you know and it just, let it out yeah and it just it is very um you know i end every podcast with be safe be kind and and it is it there is a lack of kindness out there there is a lack of empathy and there is a lack of even mutual respect like i you know you and i disagree on things but i can be kind to you you can be kind to me and we can have a discussion no if you don't agree with me you then are you yeah yeah yeah, yeah f you yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is just horrible. So, um, yeah, I, and I, I know, um, cause I follow you on Twitter and you mix it up. You, you talk about important things, but you also talk about fun. So I just wanted to get your perspective on that and okay. You can come back now, people. Uh, we're back <laughs> All right. So when, when you when did you get, when did you get to see Bruce perform live for the first time? Oh, tell me that story. October two thousand and three. I miss a great opportunity to see him in the reunion tour. Okay, because uh, I had only been here for like a year and a half or something, okay. so I wasn't uh, completely aware of how the whole ticket buying situation, you know, went. So back then, you still had to line up outside, right. remember? Yeah, somewhere to buy tickets. Sure. So I, I did. My do, yeah. I line up outside. What was that? H&M? H-H-M-V? Uh, I, I forgot the name of the store. Okay. So I'm there, and that comes my, my turning line. And the guy's like, oh, I have one ticket, and it's behind the stage. And innocent, naive me yeah. thought, Oh, but what good can behind the stage be, right? Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And I, and I thought, and I thought for like a split second, I was like, oh, no, no, behind the stage. And the guy behind me, he jumps in like a minute. How thick? How thick? And the guy goes, oh, you want it? So, and the, the moment he did that, I thought, Oh, no. Oh, no. I've effed oh, up. Oh, oh. I have effed up, right? Yeah. Oh, look at home. Oh, 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 my. Oh, you know. Oh, oh, but oh, oh, wait, you guys. Oh, no, yeah. I just saw to him. Oh, look at no, oh, oh, no, no. no. And guy goes, Oh, no, everything's sold out now, guys. Go, no, sorry. No more tickets. No more tickets. <laughs> and it was like, Can you imagine? No, I can't. I love that. That is hilarious. No, sorry. No more tickets. I was like, Ugh. yeah. Oh, that's great. So, all right. When did you get to see him? So, October 2003. Okay. Last minute, I was, I had been trying because before I couldn't buy. And last minute, at that time, I was uh, living with a, a boyfriend. And he was working late. It was a Saturday. He was working late. Uh, old Shea Stadium. It was still called Shea Stadium, not uh, whatever it's called now. I forgot. Uh, and I figured it out. Let me try one more time. And I got it. Like, cheap tickets all the way up there. You know, like, which was good because it was raining. And it was the only part that was covered. You know? Yay! Yes, but I got in. Yes, and it was a three-hour concert, oh. and it was like that was my introduction to Springsteen and the History Band, and I was like, 
Oh my God, this is the best thing. You know, I was hooked. And of course, by the time I got home, because they, they waited until I think like nine o'clock or so to start the show because of the rain and so yeah. on. And then three hour concert blah, and then train to get home and, you know, transfer to other train, blah, blah, blah. I got home, it was three in the morning. Okay. So, okay. you know, long story short, two in the morning. The boyfriend was waiting for me. Where were you? Springsteen, I told you. It's two in the morning, Yada. Yeah. Yeah, they play for three hours. No one plays for three hours. <laughs> well, yes, Bruce they does. Do. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes. So Who were you with? Springsteen and the East yes. Street Bay. Trust me. If I, I, Bruce is who I'm, who I'm seeing. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so I always like to preface the amount of times you've seen Bruce is not a fair barometer of how big of a fan you are, but have you counted how many shows you've gone to? Oh, of course I have. I have a whole, you're kidding me. I have like a whole spreadsheet of all the shows I've been to, not only Bruce, but every artist. Okay. And how many times? I'm, like seriously, I'm a Taurus with a rising Virgo. I have like a yeah, yeah. Of course, we're making yeah. up for all this that sixteen and seventeen year old young Yetta that was in Brazil not mm -hmm. getting to go. You're making up for it now, right? You betcha. Good. Yes, I have seen him uh, eighteen times. Okay. However. Yes. Yesterday, mm -hmm. little Yada here just decided to go crazy and buy tickets also to the Baltimore and Philadelphia shows in August and September. Yay. So that makes 12 shows on this tour. All right. So what have you, wh who, where have you gone so far? What shows have you gone? No. My first show is going to be this month in okay. Washington, D.C. So you haven't gone to them yet? No. Okay. okay. So it's going to be D.C. Okay. Uh, Barclays Center. Okay. The first Belmont. Uh, Prudential. The second Paris. Fehara. Which is on my birthday. Yes. Rome. Okay. Uh, uh, all three MetLife Met Stadium. Okay. And uh, Philadelphia on the 18th, August 18th, and Baltimore in September. Oh, nice. So, but those you... all, all MetLife Stadium and Baltimore and Philly, I decided to buy like the cheap tickets because I figured it out, you know, I also have to eat. Yes. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah but I, um, as so... long as I'm there. Right. Yeah. That's very good. Um, did, are you, are you trying to go in spoiler free or have you been following the Oh I've been uh, following everything. Okay. Everything. So what do you think of the set list? I like it. Okay. I could get rid of everything from Only the Strong Survive. Okay. Not that it's not a good album. I think yeah. it was. It was fantastic. It sounded yeah. great. But uh, in a sense, it's not, well, it's not his music. Right. You know, uh, it has its value, of course, but mm -hmm. we could include other stuff. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Like I talked about on Twitter, um, I think we all have personal choices, but what we need to be, once again, being kind to each other is to understand that each of us would have different songs we would add and get rid of, right? There is no perfect set list for any fan. Uh, so, but um, well, I saw three shows. I was able to see Dallas, Houston, and Austin. Awesome. And, and it was, it was wonderful. It was great. I was supposed to go to Tulsa. I ended up getting COVID. Oh, and so, I'm so we ended sorry. up, I know that was going to be number sh show number 20. I was going to hit for overall, I was going to hit 20. And uh, so I'm stuck at 19. Uh, but maybe this fall, maybe we'll see. I'm, I'm going to see what I can do. Uh, well, you know, I'm trying to be 
you know, flexible my wife and son understand my obsession. So we'll see. Well, that's good. Um, what are you looking forward to? Obviously everything, but is there a couple of specific songs that you're really looking forward to hearing live? I would love to hear live Land of Hope and Dreams because I've only heard it uh, on the Broadway shows. Yeah. And as much as I loved it and I thought it was beautiful, I never heard with the full band. And that, it's one of my favorite show, fav, favorite songs. Yeah. If When people ask me your favorite songs, I usually say yeah. Better Days, Land of Hope and Dreams are my first two. And so I know he played it just a couple of days ago. Yeah, I and, saw. And I he played so he happy. played Trapped as well. Yeah. Yeah, I love Trapped. Yeah. Oh. And so I'm I'm uh so uh Mark Dempsey who's been on the show was there and he got Land of Hope and Dreams and I was so happy for him. Um your your what are some of your favorite albums and songs? Talk to me about music that means something to you and in your experience and, and share a little bit of stories about that. I say favorite albums I would go with uh Bore to Run. Born in the USA because that was the first album I ever heard of him. So it, it is the gateway album for yeah, many people. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I exactly, yeah. and I think it is a great album. I, I agree. I'm right there with you. It is a great album. Yeah. Um, the Rising. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was already in New York when September 11 happened. That was, yeah. you know, the album he he came out with. After that, I think that was um, that's very special. Yeah. I really like. I uh, I like Western stars. Mm -hmm. I uh, Stones especially. I think that's a beautiful song. Yeah, I, I, the I, lyrics I, are just phenomenal. I I am hoping that sometime on the tour, he will do at least one or two from Western Stars. I realize he's got Letter to You. He's got Only yeah. Strong. I mean, there's a lot, but I would love just anything from Western Stars would make me. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Is is there obviously all of them, but is there one show coming up that you're especially excited about, either because of the location or well, my birthday, Fijada. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm very uh -huh. excited about that. Yeah. So besides Land of Hope and Dreams, if you're bringing a sign, what are you asking for? Uh well, he's not take he's not bringing anybody on on stage to dance with right. him. That would be my ask. Okay, you know, because yes. it's my birthday. That would that yes. would be like okay, yeah. bucket list. Can, yeah, I dance. dance this. Yes, it's my birthday. Dance with yes. me. You know, like yeah. that would be my ask. That's anything great. else, I'll be happy with anything I hear. Honestly, right. I'll just be happy that it. I'll be. I'll. There will be. A Springsteen Easter Band show on my birthday. That is perfect. That's and I'll be there. That sounds awesome. That sounds great. I mean, that's a great way to celebrate, don't oh, you think? That is a perfect birthday. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, Dallas was February 10th, and that was my son's birthday. Oh, and, wonderful. And, and, yeah, we got to celebrate, and it was funny because my wife was like, what if he doesn't want to go to a Bruce show on his birthday? I'm like, well, first, we're going to celebrate his birthday another day. And secondly, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to celebrate birthday, right? So, yes, it's good. Sorry. No um, problem. Is, are there shows, there's stories from shows that you want to share? Things that, special moments that you, you want to tell about uh yes uh but buckle up okay okay um that's something also that i discussed with donna and she told me i shouldn't hold back uh you see i go to a lot of concerts i'm not not only bruce like 
everything. I like Foo Fighters. I like U2. I like Aerosmith. I like uh, Green Day. I like Paul McCartney. I like, yeah. you know, you name it. Well, you're, so, you're still chasing that 15-year-old Yetta in, you know, Portugal that couldn't, you know, Rio, right? You're you're in Rio, Brazil, and you couldn't, I, I didn't have a chance, so. Exactly. I have to make up for that. So, just really funny, quick side note. Um, when I was growing up, my, and I understood why, you know, I know now as an adult, but my mom would say, you didn't get popcorn or Coke when we went to a movie because going to the movie was treat enough. You didn't got popcorn and Coke, right? So once I became an adult, I got popcorn and Coke. I don't care if we'd had a meal, like 10 minutes before we walked to the theater, I'm getting popcorn and Coke, right? That that 10-year-old kid is going to get that. So, right, I, I, you are, you know, I have a chance to get music, hear music, I'm there. So anyway, please continue. Okay, so I've always been able to, I've, to make friends in concerts. Okay. I have longtime friends from Aerosmith shows, from Foo Fighters shows, from uh, U2 shows, from Rick Astley shows, okay? Never gonna give you up, okay? Okay. However, I never made friends in a Bruce show. And that always is, yeah? Yeah, I that's your shocked. face? yes. Me too? He always bugged me. Not only because of the the message he's always been sending, but the, the songs, everything. And it's not like, you know, I go in and I'm looking like, yeah, a people, that's not me, okay? Never. But, you know, it never happened. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. I mean, what can I do, right? Right. So, met the River Tour 2016, those three MetLife Stadium shows, right? right? Second MetLife Stadium, I was August 25th. Number two. Yeah, I was at that second show. Okay. Oh, you were there? Yes. I was there too, yeah. Okay. August 25th. I get there. It was last minute. I'm happy to get in. I think I had a, a, a ticket on the 200 section or 300. God knows. Okay. I get there. My... Uh, my seat is at the end of the row, so like right by the aisle. I'm sitting there waiting for the concert to start. When the concert starts, what do we do? We stand up. You yes. get up, yeah. right? And then the people who are behind me, they were, the woman who was behind me and two people next to her started harassing me. No. Sit down. Sit down now. You cannot be up. Stop dancing. You cannot. Oh. One hour of my life. The first hour of the show, Jesse. Yeah. You have to sit down. We can see when you sit down. Sit down. For a full hour, those three people harass me. For the crime of me wanting to dance and sing and be up on my feet yeah. in a rock show. Yeah. Mind you that the people next to me were doing the same. Yeah. But they didn't have a problem with them. Right. But the people next to me looked like you. Mm. And that was the end of summer. I had a tan, you yeah. know. Have been sunbathing all summer long, curly hair. So they had a problem with me. That is so sad. To the point that once I turned around, uh, you know, several times, I turned, like, what is the problem? One of them looks at me and goes, you have an accent. You're not American. I am stunned. Go, please keep telling. And I was like, you know what? I have every right to be here. Yes. You do realize he have fans all over the world, right? Right. I Luckily, there was a there was a security guard who was very nice, and after they kept doing this. 
he made it his business to stand pretty much by my side and looking straight at them. And he made it clear, if they as much as look my way, yeah, they were going to be squatted out. And that guy stood there for the next three hours. Because remember, that show was like a four-hour show. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was yeah. a long show. Yeah, for the next yeah. three hours. So I could enjoy the rest of my show. So... And those three... Yes. Let's call them persons. Yes. I could see from the back of my eye, they they spend the, the following three hours like this. Bad, because they didn't get their way. Exactly. Like three little spoiled kids, you know, like arms like this. Yeah. Like this. What the hell is wrong with people? I, so couple things one i'm so sorry and i wish i was there in person to give you a hug um thank two, you anytime i have a chance to go to a show with you we'll make friends so i'm so glad you shared that story so two things um couple about a year and a half ago um i went and saw kiss for the first time and i graduated high school in 1977 kiss was huge back then had never seen them live. A bunch of my buddies went. We got tickets at the very, you know, nosebleed, as they say, at the very top. And there was a guy to the left of me who stood up the whole show. And I had to do this to see him around him. And I took a picture. And I make that joke. This was my view of the show. This was my view. Why didn't you tell him to shut down? I said, he knew every word. He, this was his Bruce. I have no doubt that this may be the first time he'd seen Kiss. He had made seen him a hundred times, but this was his favorite band. And I had almost as much fun watching him have fun as I did watching the band, right? I, I just, why would you, now, we're in Broadway, and if people are talking, I'm going to say hush. Of you know, course, yeah. Standing up and dancing, different situation, but it's a concert. So I was in Austin, and I tend to, um, my knee hurts, and so I can't stand a long time. So Everyone around me, we were behind the stage, and everyone around me was standing and dancing, and I was sitting because my knee was hurting, but I was smiling. I didn't complain. I'm like, no, they're having fun. Exactly. And, you know, and by the way, you're looking at the big screen anyway. Yeah, see, this had more to do – it appears that it has more to do – with what you look like more than the actual yeah. situation. Yeah. But, no, know. exactly. No, yeah. absolutely. It had to yeah. do with that. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. had to do with that. And I'm going to get ugly for a minute. Those three people probably do not understand what Born in the USA is about. Oh, 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 please. Of course right? not. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've had... Um, I've had different people. Um, I've been lucky enough to have uh, guests who are like first uh, sons and daughters of, of immigrants, first generation. And uh, Yishan was on here. She was Korean. And um, I believe Korean. I may have got it wrong. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. But she talked about that they were at a Boy Scout camp. And people were screaming born in the USA around her family's tent. Oh, kind of make fun of them. And she's a huge Bruce fan. So she says, you know, she goes, I have a complicated relationship with born in the USA, right? Uh, because of that memory, but what it's about. So I, one, I'm so glad you shared the story. And, and two, it just, it, it's just sad. It's just sad that why would you try to put out someone's joy? Why exactly. Would, yeah. Why so, would you try to ruin? Yeah. You know my happiness, my joy, yeah. my my enjoyment. Yeah. Is that yeah? 
So have you now started to make friends at shows? Uh, at Bruce, uh, well, that was after, that was a river tour, you know, right. so after that, you know, like, uh, hopefully you started in DC yes. because it, it was like, after that, I was just so turned off that I, I wasn't even looking online to see if there was any groups. Yeah. It took me a while until I found like spring nuts or, yeah. or any, anybody else. And then I started looking and then I found you, I found you, I found Donna, I found Spring Nights. So hopefully yeah. I'll, I'll start meeting, you yes. know, people because, you know, that I, I'm, I'm inside a huge YouTube community yeah. and, and, and Aerosmith and all that. I was like, why not Bruce? So we're okay. Listeners. Just, you know, especially Bruce. I'm yeah. like, you always yeah. bugged me. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a few minutes, yeah, it's going to give her Twitter and Facebook and Instagram uh, ideas. If if you're going to the show, she's going to reach out to her and uh, make sure you connect because yeah, um, she's good people. You want to spend time I'm with her. Nice, trust me. I don't look like you, but I'm nice. You are nice. Do you? And you know, it goes back to at the very beginning of this podcast. I said I specifically wanted people to not look like me to join the podcast um and and i stand by that i i want a diversity i believe <laughs> excuse me that bruce has a diverse fan base of a lot of different ages and and cultural backgrounds and you know bruce is literally like america that blending pot and we need to embrace that Yes, absolutely. And I think it, you gain a lot from making friends or uh, w with people that are not exactly like you. You know, I have yeah. friends from all over the world, you know, and uh, I think it just enriches your life. You know, it broadens your horizon, it enriches your life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else I should have asked you that I haven't? Uh, I'm hmm. gonna get to the Mary question, but uh, is there? Am I single? Yes, Jesse, I am single. I am ready to mingle, not okay. with a guy from New Jersey because I've done that twice and it didn't work out. Okay. But I am. Okay. So if you want to have a, but Bruce will be number one. But of course, but aside from him, okay. yeah, yeah. That sounds good. All right, we'll do that. Um. So if you are a family or friends of Yetta and you're listening to this, um, I end every podcast with the Mary question. And what that is, is Jay Armstrong, who is an honors English teacher, uh, recently retired, but he would, in his honors English class, he would break apart Thunder Road. He would look at the lyrics. He would look at the themes that Bruce explored. And then at the end of the class, he would ask the question, does Mary get in the car? So Yetta, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? Yes, she did. That time is for a loser. What, what's waiting for her there? Very nice. That is a very firm answer. You know that. <laughs> That's good. Um. All right. Remind me again what shows you're going to. Uh, Washington, D.C., uh, Barclays Center, First Belmont on April 9th, Prudential Center, uh, Second Paris on uh, May 15th, Fehara on May 18th, my birthday. Yes. Rome, uh, Philly, August 18th, the Three Men Life Stadiums uh, in August and September, and Baltimore in September. Very nice. If someone wants to reach you, what's the best way? Uh, Twitter. Uh, it's my first. Oh, yeah. It's Y-E-D as in David, D again, I-N as in Nancy, H-A, Yejinha. Or maybe Instagram. Uh, probably tw uh, Twitter. Yeah, probably okay. Twitter. Or Facebook is my, it's like what it's, what do you see on the screen. Like, yeah, that yeah. I will do. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Um. Thank you. I hope you had fun. 
I I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Jesse. You were so kind. Oh, that is very sweet. So uh, be sure and send Elaine and Donna notes going, I'm so glad you did this. I'm going to tell them how much I appreciate it. Uh, that is great. Um, you want to come back after the shows? Why not? All right. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, listeners, please go out there and be kind to each other. Be safe. Because, you know, that's the only way we're going to do this. Thank you, Yetta. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.